Tony, you're ruining our kid, the parenting podcast from the Irishman Abroad Podcast Network with me, Jarlith Regan, and my wife, the brains of the operation, Tina. Great mm. to have you here today. Hello, Can you tell how tired I am? We're very tired, both By looking at me. I'm more tired than you. Jarlith can't keep his eyes open. You're always tired. Yes. I'm never tired. I okay. always so want to stay up I think that's worse night. though that I feel tired all the time and you're just one tired for one day and we'll stuff going on about it. Yeah but uh, this is my tipping point is pretty <laughs> steep. I uh, was all sorts of doing all sorts of everything yesterday from recording podcasts to new stand up and also doing a late 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 show that mm. went on for hours and hours and hours and the end product is I relate to you. If you're a parent <laughs> out there right now feeling sleep deprived I am fully back in that space when yeah. Mikey was really small, where you feel like you've got a cloud headache inside yeah. your skull. Oh, your eyes aren't open fully. That's where I am. We okay. need to do a sleep deprivation episode because I am telling you, it makes you crazy. Like it I'm makes you crazy. Definitely like not myself today. Oh, I went very sad at one point earlier. And then and then obviously I throughout this episode, you may hear it at different points. Yawning. I yawn <laughs> a lot. Well, I have a story that will cheer you up. I just was going through little reels and stuff for our Honey Here and Here Kid Instagram page. And I saw this really cute, funny story of a mom whose son is four years old. And she said the son's friend came up to her in the playground and said, why does your why does your boy have two moms? And she was like, he doesn't. And she was like, he does. He has two mummies. Why does he have two mummies? And she said, no, he has one mummy. I'm his mummy. And he said, no, there's you that brings him to school. And then there's the pretty mom that collects him every day. No. <laughs> oh, my God. And she was saying that... That's because in the morning she has not done her hair and makeup and she's only just about got herself together at the school run. Oh, my gosh. So, like, what a slap. Because if you're ever thinking, I don't look that much different when I makeup, this little boy thought his friend had two different mothers. That's unbelievable. And what did she do? Did she push him in the chest? (laughs) No. Knocked him to the ground and said, that's that's a push from both of his moms. (laughs) That's just the magic of kids, right? Yeah. They're just pure so honesty. funny, so honest. Well, speaking of which, we've got we've got some pure honest questions mm. coming in hot this week. We've got the anxious sleeper question. Mm. This is a really tough one about anxiety in a very small kid. Yeah. Uh, around thumb sucking and picking. Um, we also go back in the Patreon juicy goodness over on Patreon. We revisit and follow up on a question that we had. Or you may remember it, the kid that wouldn't wear shoes. Yeah, What's happened my there? My favorite, cutest question. Tina sorting it out, sorting it out. And over oh, on patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad, you can hear what happens. We also have a question about the kid that won't sleep in their own bed. Yeah. And that is a very common problem. Yeah. And Tina, of course, handles that one. What was our uh, first was question the again? question we did? Our first question, uh, we talked about, um, oh, tidying up and everything oh, having its place. Messy little feckers. <laughs> yeah. A mom yeah. who, a lovely mom, got in touch. She just needs some help teaching her kids some boundaries around the house. Yeah, and what's my favourite part about that is that we establish that I am extremely messy and Tina is perfect. As, yeah, as that's usual. pretty much it. That's yeah. really good. Bang yeah. on, Jar. Okay. Bang on. 
Good evening, Charlotte and Tina. I'm so glad I found your podcast in a world of influencers and preachy experts, inverted commas. Your podcast is a breath of fresh air and you offer great advice. You're not judgmental and you're both very entertaining. And I was just raving about it to some of my friends earlier. Brilliant. F- we need that. Yeah, do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm Maltese living in Malta. Although our culture may vary a little on some points, our culture is a complete mishmash of British and Mediterranean culture. So many of the issues you tackle are so relatable, including your Catholic guilt comments, which make us giggle. We've all had some Catholic upbringing of some sort. So, again, super relatable. My question is this, though. It's around helping children to become organized and feel responsible. Brilliant. Oh, this is a tough nut to crack. I have a lovely seven-year-old boy and a four-year-old girl. Very sweet, respectful and kind children. Very, they do very well at school and are cheery and happy kids. We moved into a beautiful house about two years ago and they have lovely large rooms, lots of storage, but the mess. They always leave behind them is horrendous. This Are you sure this woman isn't Irish? They always refuse to put anything away. And I end up doing everything. And it is, let me tell you, it is exhausting for me. I don't know what a Maltese accent sounds like, but that that's how I'm hearing this. They rarely pick up after themselves. They leave a trail of everything they're using behind them and will always say, I'll get to it later, mummy. Oh, wow. I'm in the middle of something. If I ask them to pick it up, that's all I get. What upsets me the most is seeing board games and toys and books and clothes and stationery left lying about. That would kill me. That would, yeah, this is that it. It's like this, you, also because you didn't have that stuff when you yourself when you were a kid. Mm. They're lucky to she's, <laughs> she's there, straight she's there. there. They're lucky to have it at all. But at the same time, they're not entitled bratty children. They do not ask for much, and they do enjoy and use everything that's given to them. But they take such poor care of it. If I or my husband don't put it away, everything will likely end up ruined or lost right that is a killer i've tried to explain things nicely i've even ended up raising my voice that's totally understandable mm. how do i help them to feel more responsible for their belongings brilliant email it's an amazing email that is brilliant um i i think that's that's what we need there's more to the email there's more detail mm. that we can get into a little bit later but she asks can you recommend any strategies to tackle this please I'm very present at home and do my best, but I can't seem to crack this one. What a brilliant and timely email. Yeah, no, that is a brilliant one. And it's a really important one for most homes because the more respected things are within a home, the more respect there is in a home. It is linked. And if they're not respecting their items and their belongings, they probably will trickle down and they'll stop respecting their mom and dad too. I love how much she loves her kids. You can really tell from that email. And it's Even great. the fact that she defends this behavior yeah. on some level. Don't get me wrong. They're good kids. Yeah, she's really enjoying the little people they are. And uh, it's great that she's listening all the way from Malta and recommending it to her friends. I mean, we're getting emails now from everyone all across the world. So that's pretty cool. But just like I'd advise someone I know here, the same advice goes. You need to give everything in that house a place so that it's very easy Tidy up is easy 
because mm. it makes sense to put it back in the, the place mm. that it belongs. Everything in your house should have a place a it spot. belongs to. Mm. Yeah, and that so it's really easy for the kid to know where to put it. Mm. And that, that that can be done by just her creating the areas. Book corner, puzzle shelf, mm-hmm. you know, toy box. And miscellaneous. Yeah. Which you is, know. <laughs> that's, that's my way of tidying. Yeah. It's like, this is my, if you could see my desk right now, it is. <laughs> yeah, actually, you're not a great example. But I but think. I, I oscillate between super neat and completely disorganized. Well, you know, Charlotte's brilliant if he's living on his own. Whenever he's away from us and living on his own, he is so tidy. Spotless. And when he comes back, he's doing what these kids do. He, they know. Mom, Am I bad? Mommy will get to it. Am you I know. Bad? Are you bad? Uh, Are you I? joking me? Am I? Oh, my God. You're the messiest person ever. It's amazing because you really don't see your mess. It's so funny. I'm not even going to accept that because I'm not messy. I have no mess. There's I'm tidy. Nothing, I put my things where they belong. I'm not even listening because I am is so a, tidy. It is a relative thing, though, isn't mm. it? That those kids don't really have a concept of it. Yeah, really. and that's what you're introducing by giving everything a home. And like, this is my Montessori background. In the Montessori classrooms, the environment is super organized and everything is always in the same place. Mm. And that is a respect for the object and a respect for where it belongs. And at in a work cycle in Montessori, you start, you do, you finish, you tidy up every single time. You never, ever go to do something else without t- tidying. putting the other way. Yeah. It's a respect for you. It's a respect for the thing. And it's a respect for the next person who wants to use it. It should be ready for them. And we've adopted that within our home when raising our kid. And mm. I know I've helped a lot of other people adopt that in their homes too. You're either really tired or looking at me like that's well, not true. Well, do you go, well, occasionally a drawing gets left on the table. Yeah, well, with the pencils next to that's it. That's real, realistic, right? Like yeah. it's, it's not going to be perfect. You can't be done every single but time. But this lady's talking about clothes on the floor and, mm. you know, puzzles being left open and books getting... The hurt. mad thing is that I can see the kids quite enjoying this. Mm. They're like, that's the clothes box, that's well, the see, trousers box. This is the thing. Children do actually like really? the order of it all and knowing that's where it goes. All she needs to do is, the next time they take out a puzzle, you say, brilliant. That's great. But what are the rules? Mm. When you're finished, it gets tidied up. At the start, remind them that. Yeah, at the very start, you tidy it and you put it back where you found it. Then when you see them going to tidy up, you say, remember what we said. You you have to tidy Mm. it up and put it back where you got it. And where does it go? Where it always goes, because that's where our puzzles always are. Where does the book go? Pick it up, put it on the bookshelf. You are going to have to direct a Mm. good bit, but then it will become habit. Maybe that's what I need. I need a place for all my things. No, you definitely just like these kids. You know I'll do it. Oh, that's not These true. kids completely that's know. Listen true. to how much she loves them. She's doing it. She doesn't even realize that they are playing her. They're like, we don't need to do it. Mommy will do it. Mm. It's easy. Yeah, I'll get to it. it. Yeah, I'll get to it, Mom. She'll get mm. to it. Mm-hmm. Remember last time? Yeah. Now, I want to throw in my suggestion here for this. Okay. That got laughed out of the room when I suggested it. But when I said it to my running buddies, they were like, that sounded like total what did you sense. Say to your running buddies? So I was out on a long run in the Phoenix Park on Sunday and I said that we had this question coming up. Yeah. And my suggestion was take all the toys from the kids. Everything. <sighs> that, take it that's all. A punishment. Like. Take it all. Hear me out. Okay. Take 
all of the toys from these kids. Mm. Except for one. Oh. And then let them... That's just lazy parenting. <laughs> no, what, no, instead of organizing no. the room and giving everything a place, you're just like, take it all no, away. No, 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 no. Let them earn it Bo- back by how? No, They've nothing to tell you. Box it up, box everything up and go, if you can show me that you know how to treat this one toy and box it away, you can earn another. No. Now, yeah, there's going to be a lot of tears. <laughs> Look, there may you be. have a point that there is a chance they have too many things and maybe they do need to go through the stuff and, you know, maybe she does need to give away or mm. pass on some of the stuff. Maybe there's just too much stuff. Yeah. But punishing them for something that you haven't actually modeled or mm. helped them be able to do. Mm. Like if you want a orderly environment, you have to prepare the environment that way. Yeah. You, so I wonder, is daddy messy too? Well, if you read further on in the email, poor daddy isn't at all. Okay, yeah, this is this paragraph that I left out. I admit I'm not always great at picking up after myself. Well, that's big of her to admit Mm. that. Like you say, modeling it. Uh, But I am so busy picking up after them Mm. on top of my own work and everything else I do that I sometimes don't have time to get to my own stuff. On the other hand, uh, on the other end of the spectrum is my husband who is very present but suffers from OCD wow I didn't see this it's related to tidiness and cleanliness and I need not explain how the mess affects him and how sometimes he links the problem to to me meaning her well like the kids are seven and four so I really think that if it's if they're in a tricky situation where it's upsetting the husband like physically Mm. you know he's having a physical reaction to it And then she's feeling a bit lost. You know, I still think prepare the environment the way you want it to be. Give everything a place and just remind them that's where that goes. That's where that always goes. It actually helps children feel safe when they know that that's the bookshelf and all the books go to that place because that's where they always go. And suddenly Mm. their world, their little house makes sense to them. But also a family meeting might be nice here because... You know, have a nice family meeting about how are we as a family going to work together to organise and keep our house tidy. Will a seven and and four year old attend the family meeting and listen? Why would they not? I don't know. Four year olds. They're not listening when they're being told to do this. Do you think that it's possible that they're getting a lot of attention for doing this? No, no. I think they're not listening because they know poor mummy is run ragged and she will pick up the stuff for them. Mm. But like then in that meeting, they could explain to the kids, you know, we really need your help because, you know, daddy is struggling with the disorder Mm. and it, it actually upsets daddy. Now, think of things that upset you. Would you like if we kept doing that? Like help them to empathize with how their mess and their lack of respect for their stuff is actually having an impact on other people in the house. Making them sad. Yeah. yeah. Also, a four year old and a seven year old should have jobs. They should be tidying their room. They should be making their own beds. They, they, you know, they should be putting the laundry in the laundry basket. That's just that's just right. And that mom does not need to feel bad about it. It sounds like she's trying to give those kids an incredible childhood. You don't need to feel bad about getting your kids to do that stuff. They they need to do it. It's good for them. Well, if you want to hear how this answer worked out and how other strategies that Tina has given parents actually pan out in the second and extended part of our episode over on patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad, you can hear some of the outcomes and how they've worked, whether they've worked or what else Tina's had to go back 
to these parents with. Tina has, of course, 20 years of experience in child behaviour and working with children from all different backgrounds with all manner of different uh, issues. Uh, So she's seen it all. There's literally nothing you can't send in here that she hasn't seen. And this is definitely one that she's seen before. But you can hear how it works out over on patreon.com forward slash Irishman Bro before we leave this, though. What is the thing that I do that's so messy that drives you bananas? Like, what what could I change there? Oh, your wash bag. The wash bag. It's disgusting. As in coming from the run? No, as in all your receipts. Oh, the, oh and your, that. When you have a bar of chocolate, you put the wrapper in your <laughs> wash bag. And then we'll, you, you know. You never know if we might need I'll, that wrapper to. I'll open a drawer. Have like when not, we were moving house. Yeah. There was a whole drawer in our bedroom. Of. There was just wash bags full of like receipts and that's my tax system no no they were like opal fruit wrappers and tags from the laundry that we hadn't used what the fuck is he keeping all this shit for what the fuck and who tidied that up me me i had to tidy it up you like why what is that jar it's so weird why are you holding on to wrappers of chocolate bars it's because i listened to the cereal podcast and Adnan couldn't prove where he was. Wrappers of chocolate yeah, bars, Yeah, I'll be able to piece together the uh, footprints of oh, my life. The fucking bags under the bed that had empty Coke cans in them. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck do you have then? Today he was like, I really, I desperately, he said the words, I desperately need a pair of Stan Smiths. Yeah, I do, yeah. You already have what, three pairs of them? Three pairs, but they need to go in the bin. Yeah. Have they gone in the bin though, Jar? No. Where are they, Jar? They're under the bed. Under the bed or something. (laughs) Drives me fucking bananas. (laughs) Okay, right. Okay. And what do I do that's messy because I'm not? Oh, no, no. Tina, Tina. I'm not messy. You're perfect. Hey, Tina and Jar. I am a new listener in Australia. It is about time for Jarlath to do an Australian accent. Please don't do the accent. They do it to us all the time. (laughs) When we go down there, they're like, oh, potato. And they can't do it. And then it's offensive. It's offensive. Okay, Okay, right. All right. I'll dial it back. I'm really loving your podcast and I enjoy the banter, the bants. I need some advice from you with my three and a half year old daughter. Okay. She had been complaining of tummy aches for months. Mm. And today, after listening to one of your earlier podcast episodes, I realised that it most likely is anxiety related. Really common in this age group at the moment. Initially, my partner and I ignored it and assumed Mm. it was something kids go through. But after a while, we felt that she should be checked out by her GP. After seeing in November and December to do a thorough blood test, lactose intolerance test, we found out that there was absolutely nothing wrong with her medically. Okay. This next information may sound unrelated, but she is also a thumb sucker. Mm-hmm. We would have been OK with this habit, except that while she sucks one of her thumbs, she uses her other hand either to pick at her knuckles okay. until they bleed or at a scab on a part of her body usually knee or her foot this is very worrying for Mm. us particularly with her knuckles as she's had a scab on it from may until november last year because of obviously the picking Um, until we intervened to stop her thumb sucking Mm. 
We did this using, uh, the intervention was through using this biter nail polish stuff that if people haven't heard of this stuff, it's it's really straight out of the 80s. It is disgusting. You like biting your nails, do you? Well, I'll paint them so that they taste like shite. We've had to do it ourselves. Yeah, Yeah. and it worked. Mm, It did. Even the threat of it was Mm -hmm. enough. So you paint the nails and then the kid doesn't like the taste of their nails. Yeah, well, it's really gross. Well, she says she managed to sleep without sucking her thumb from the end of November till two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, she started sucking the thumb and complaining that she was really hungry just before bedtime. Right. Even after a decent dinner. And this has continued frequently. She's now sucking her thumb in the daytime, which is a massive step backwards. Tonight, however, she woke up 40 minutes after she fell asleep with a massive tantrum for more food. Even after she ate two slices of bread, she was continually screaming that she was hungry. I managed to snap her out of it by firmly giving her positive affirmations. Very good. Something I've never done, she says. Like, you're strong, you're brave. Mm-hmm. I also told her that I would come back to check on her in 10 minutes and would bring food then if she was still hungry. She fell asleep minutes after that. Right. What should I do to help her with her anxiety? I'm not even sure what she's anxious about. Yeah. Which is so often the case. Like, what what could a three and a half year old be worrying about? Yeah. As she's a happy girl throughout the day and never complains about a tummy ache. All I can guess is that she's afraid of sleep or maybe the process of going to sleep. Now that we're weaning off the thumb sucking, I bought some thumb guards. I feel as if this will only get worse. Mm. Should I let her continue to suck her thumb knowing that she would continue to pick her knuckles and knee? Or should we give her the option of sleeping on the floor in our bedroom if she needs it? We've never done this unless we have visitors. I also plan to have a conversation with her about her anxiety, but I've done this before and all I get was this kind of confused and distracted reply about her being afraid of the dark, which she's never complained about before. Yeah, that's a really tricky one because I can really get the feeling from this mom that she suddenly realised, oh, my little girl's anxious. Yeah. And that's really tough. Yeah, well, I'm happy that our episode helped oh, yeah. her get there. And oh, yeah. absolutely. And really, it is something with young children that when they're complaining of their tummies, that is a, that is a number one alarming bell sound of... I have lots of feelings and they're manifesting in my tummy in a yeah, pain. It's so funny, the and, stomach's weird like and that. And I said to you before that even though there's nothing medically wrong, they were very good to get her checked out. To that child in those moments, they are really feeling a pain in their tummy. Mm-hmm. So believing them is really important. Saying to them, I'm sorry you have a pain in your tummy. Thank you for telling me about the pain in your tummy. Let's see if we can do something mm. about the pain in your tummy. It's so important. Yeah, rather than saying the doctor says you don't have a pain in yeah, your tummy, so stop says, it. Yeah, yeah. And I doubt this mom is doing that, but it just really is important that if your child comes to you with a pain in the tummy, always believe them. Right. Always, always. Um, and empathise. Empathise, yeah. So I'm going to tell, first of all, it's okay. We, the little children don't really know what they're anxious about either Mm. but they know they're having loads of feelings that they don't really understand right so the first thing we all have to do that we sometimes forget to do if you're not don't have training in early years is let's talk about feelings let's get let's open that dialogue 
Let's buy some books about feelings. Let's name our feelings. Let's talk about how we feel a lot more. Let's talk about when we feel afraid, when we feel lonely, when we feel sad. Let's get a good open dialogue about feelings and how all feelings are okay. Draw pictures about how you're feeling. Do like little activities like that. Mm. Just so she starts processing these feelings and that she knows it's actually okay to feel sad sometimes. And is that dialogue that all feelings are okay mm. and is the dialogue that all feelings pass? Yeah, that everybody has these feelings and these feelings are normal. And when you share your feelings, we can do something about it. If you're feeling sad, tell me what's making you feel sad and let's do something about that. Very good. Not to allow the feeling to become a pain because the child's not processing their feeling. They don't know what to do. And then it just clenches up inside their body Mm. and they're holding themselves tight. Because they don't know how to get rid of the feeling they're having. And it's oh, so, so tough. It's so tough. It's re- and you like see we it all know a kid that's had this. All the time. Yeah. All the time. And sometimes... Like a family member who had yeah, this. Sometimes when you're in the classroom and the little kid tells you this and just those moments of going, oh, I'm sorry you have a pain in your tummy. Thank you for telling me. The relief can sometimes be enough for the pain to go away. Wow. Someone just believing them. So what books are you recommending here? I know a couple have come up before. Mm, well, The Colour Monster is always a brilliant one for this age. And the what's co- the story with that book? Well, The Colour Monster is just, you know, it walks. it's a pop-up book that helps a child visualise and see and understand the different feelings and how it's affecting The Colour Monster. And The Colour Monster talks about feeling all mixed up and then talks about how to process and separate these feelings. It's a really great book for this age group and with these books with whatever book you find that works for you the important thing is repetition you don't just read this book once you read this book all the time all the time with your kid yeah nearly every day that's what they suggest in early years to develop language just normal reading not even about feelings they say to read the same book all the time that's a really good idea you know, have your few books on rotation, but the same books. Very tough for this mom, though, um, mm. because you want it to be fixed yeah, well, it's, quickly. It seems like, like well, it's it is going to take a bit of time. It will take a bit of time, but there are stuff you can do. Like it seems to be happening most at nighttime, right? Yeah. Let's switch up the nighttime routine completely. Let's, um, you know, maybe, you know, let's get a little nightlight in there. Mm. what's the harm you can get those gorgeous lights that don't really affect them yeah and let's that will start dim off eventually after story time let's start putting on a really short sleep meditation you can find them on youtube mm. ones that actually help the child fall asleep feeling more powerful and in charge of their emotions um when your child says she's hungry let's just believe her yeah what's or, that about well that's the pain in your stomach isn't right, it that she thinks the pain is i'm yeah. starving yeah yeah. And also, I'm a big pusher for suppers. I don't think yeah. supper is done enough. How did you know this? Like, Tina's always been like, you got to get some food into that tummy before bed so that they sleep through the night. Yeah, just some, well, that was my mom who told who passed that bit of wisdom on to me. But it's it's also quite cute doing the supper. It's a real well, bedtime activity. Yeah, we gather around with yeah. little snacking. It only has to be a little glass of milk or water and, you know, like crackers or a bit of toast. Yeah. But it's quite cute and lovely and it makes the child yeah. feel very safe and warm before going off to bed, you know? It's, it, like, I will tell you guys, this works. Yeah. Like, this works. If does. your kid's not sleeping through the night, give it a go. Tina's oh. idea, this supper is not your idea. You didn't invent no, supper. God, no. But it's but it's worked for us and anyone I've told about worked it. for us. I mean, especially, anxiety aside, especially if your child is waking up too early, 
the supper can help them sleep a bit longer because they're not hungry. Um, I feel like this little kid, I love that the mom has tried to talk to her about what is making her feel anxious, but she's probably that bit too small mm. to understand her feelings. And that's why they're manifesting this way. Yeah. Now, look, this picking of the scabs, that's hey. worrying. Yeah. That's really scary. And sucking the tum, I don't, I think that's obviously a comfort thing. So I wouldn't be for them taking that away from her. But maybe if there was some way when they're, you know, putting this nightlight in and starting to do this meditation, if they just bought her a really cute teddy that her feels safe at nighttime teddy that she can cuddle into. And that would stop a kid sucking their thumb. Well, kids are so led by us that if mommy said to her, this is a very special teddy that you have at nighttime. And when you're feeling unsafe in your room, you hug your teddy and it'll make you feel safe. Kids will just believe you. Are you okay? <laughs> Jar's wrecked. Jar had a was, late night last Jar had night. a very late night I don't know uh, if you gigging. guys picked up on that yawn on the mic. It wasn't <laughs> because of what uh, Tina was saying, even though I think I make you yawn a lot more. That's because your voice relaxes me way too much. My voice. But, I um, do my own meditation tapes for kids that are anxious. <laughs> like you mentioned the meditation, the talk down. And I mean, there are a couple of these. Like the one mm. that we used to play for Mikey was about a tree house. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just so a lovely good. way for them to go to sleep because they go to sleep feeling very safe. And that's what you want. Now, this mother, as well as talking about feelings, I do think she should start talking about how much she loves the bedroom. How Her bedroom is so safe, how everything in here is just for her. You know, because it seems like this thing is happening most at nighttime. Actually picking at herself until she bleeds, that's so worrying. And I feel like maybe she needs to wear um, those grow suits, you know, those little, not pajamas, but she they need to restrict how much she's able to reach her feet, get to them. Like these things need to be covered and not easily, easily okay. accessed, I think. Because she's yeah. doing herself damage. I'm not saying you need to restrain her, but I mean, what are they called? Like onesie. A onesie. Yeah. She needs something like that where she can't get to her toes. She can't get to her knee. And then, you know, having the teddy in there might be a distraction. And the the meditation will definitely be a distraction. Trying to bring in new patterns of behavior to her bedtime so that she's focused on something else. And she does it. She's not focused on her tongue being in her mouth and picking like she normally is. Right now, she's focused on the meditation and listening to what's happening. Is there an argument for getting this that this kid's not tired enough? That like if you were tired, the mommy said said that when she said to her, um, you are brave. Mommy loves you. I'll be back in 10 minutes. She was asleep. Now, I love the positive affirmations. That is amazing. And that is so important. You want your child to feel a way, you need to tell them. You need to point out things they do. Like, it's not over-praising them. You're just reminding them, no, no, you're strong. Yeah, yeah, you, you got this. You are very brave. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. You know what I love about you? I love how brave you are. I love that you're, you're, yeah. you're your own person and you believe. Like, like they need, saying this yeah, but they me. need to hear this stuff. Like, with Mikey, what do we always say? The wolf and the sheep. Are you a follower or are you your own man? You have to be brave enough to be like these. They only learn from us. So you model this stuff, feed them this information, use all these words. 
I love that this mom got in touch. I'm sorry that she must have got a fright when she was listening and realised, oh God, it's, she's anxious because it's our worst nightmare as parents, isn't it? There is also help out there outside yeah. of this. That like this is, as you, as you said at the very start, this is very common. So common. So what we've been recommending to people is jigsaw.ie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Online resource worldwide, right? Yeah. I mean, they have so many amazing uh, pieces of information and resources there that yeah. are free. But then you can also dial them in and yeah. get involved, get somebody involved there. And I'm sure there's one of these in Australia. Yeah. It is a global movement towards understanding and appreciating that this is something that a lot of kids that age are going through. Also, she mentioned having the discussion about the anxiety with her kid. But actually, at this age, play is more powerful. So if she was to set up a play um, where they're playing with dolls and they're putting them to bed and she's just playing alongside her child. That is a really good time to see the honesty from your kid. They will open up in a way you will never expect. And she will open up her anxiety through the dolls, through the play. So if she's trying to figure out, is it bedtime? Is she afraid of the dark? There is a way to play with your child, role play in those moments where you're, you can get the honest answers out of wow. your kid. I mean... Play is so underrated. Like parents are always like, you go on off and play there. But if you actually play with play them, alongside. and I say this as someone who really doesn't like playing games, yeah. but if you're worried about your kid, that is the best way to find out. Sit down on the ground, play with them. They will open up. Yeah, That's why play therapy is bloody amazing. Well, Tina, thanks so much for this. If you have a question for Tina, if you're going through something similar, but a little bit different, mm. and there's a little bit of guidance needed or something Tina can do, just email Honey, you are ruining our kid at gmail.com. I saw one of your videos on YouTube. I have a nine-year-old girl and I'm a single mom. We moved back to the UK after a long time abroad and find it hard to get my daughter to sleep in her own bed since we moved back. It's been six months now and I really need my bed back. <laughs> I'm not sleeping properly. Please, please, please advise. Kind regards, Anonymous. Yeah, that's a hard one, isn't it? Because she's nine, nine years old. Yeah. But think about it. She's been through a lot of change. She's moved countries. Huge upheaval, as Huge, we know. As we know. Um, well, I always go back to, first of all, she needs to talk to her daughter about yeah. all the stuff she's feeling as a result of this move. Yeah. Because obviously there's feelings there and she's looking for security. Old, yeah. She's looking to feel safe. And the comfort is sleeping in with her mom. Secondly, try as best you can to make her room feel special. Somewhere she really wants to be. That's her space. She's a nine-year-old <laughs> girl. She's she's a preteen. She's going to want her stuff in her place and a nice place that she can call her own. And third of all, the really hard thing. Every time she comes to your bed, you say, hello, darling, I love you. And time Need to go back, back to your own bed. And keep doing it until. She's not going to cry like a baby, so it's not going to be so emotionally or, or hard she? and if she does if she does cry you just say i'm sorry you're sad mommy loves you this is your room this is where and you do sleep you just to bed. start into this do you just what do you mean do you give any warning that this is what we're doing or do you just go no this is it well now. what you do first is you do the bedroom with her and make sure her, her bedroom right. is happy nice space that she loves you do a lot of talking about this is your bed and this is where you should sleep. That's mommy's room. Mommy sleeps there. Mommy needs her sleep. Yeah, this now, is from now works. on, you really need to sleep in your own bed. Right. Then if she arrives into you, you go, I love you, but you need to go back to your own bed. You bring her in, 
pop her down. You say, sweetheart, you are safe. You are loved. It's time to go sleep in your own bed. And you just have to keep doing that. Not getting angry, staying calm. Because the calmness and the staying level will work eventually. And then you'll have your sleep back. Okay. But you'll so blow it to. if you get angry. Mm. So you've got to kind of settle into the idea that you're going to have one night at the very least where mm. you don't sleep at all. Yeah. <coughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully she'll just know, okay, mom means business. I have to sleep in. But obviously this girl does need a lot of empathy because there's a reason she's needing the security from her mother. So there's obviously a lot going on in her head. So you just need to talk to her more about those feelings. Mm-hmm. There's there's always a reason for every single behavior. Sure. So let's but I'm thinking about the practical side of the put back to the room, which people find so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when she comes in and is like, I want to sleep in your bed. Yeah. Do you remain silent? Like I, not, not, style? At the, not at the start. You would say, oh, sweetheart, I love you so much, too. And we can have lovely snuggles on the couch. But mommy needs her sleep and you need your sleep. You have your own bed. Let's go back to your own bed. And then if it continues to go on, that's when you take away more dialogue and you just go, it's nighttime. You need to sleep in your own bed. And you just try and stay as calm as calm. Like this works like this is proven. Yeah, it doesn't work to reject the child. It doesn't work. You need to be kind because you're just going to make it worse. We now know how detrimental the cry to sleep thing is. Like that's actually scarring children and leaving them anxious. Like this is proven now. Don't leave your child crying in their bed. Go in and check on them. Tell them they're loved. Tell them they're okay. You know, put them to sleep happy. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think this mom is probably you know, has maybe enjoyed the snuggles too. Who doesn't? They've both been through change. Yeah. You know, but, uh, and she can empathize that way. Go back and listen to our episode with Kira Taylor from Taylor yeah. Made Babies. Yeah, she's the where bomb. She is the boss of this. Yeah. Now, her business mm. for this email or in anybody with a won't sleep in their own bed situation, she talked to us all about what's involved here, what she sees, how common it is. And yeah. the strategies that she employs. And it's pretty much exactly what yeah, you just said, she, Tina. What she did for me, though, was she was like, and the odd night is okay. Yeah. If you feel like your child really needs it, why not? What the hell? Harm? And that was that has changed my mindset because I was pretty rigid on this stuff. Yeah, good say. <laughs> <laughs> now, saying that, we've still never had to bring Mikey no. into the bed. But it did I, make I me consider other feelings. <laughs> It did make me consider others more. Yeah. And I was like, well, maybe the kid just really needed it at night, like mm. Kira says. But this child is nine. Like yeah. she's expect a lot of us expected of her at school in the world. She's able to sleep in her own bed. OK, Definitely. well, good luck with it. That's the main thing. Whatever you are struggling with out mm. there, this is Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid, the No Judgment Parenting Podcast. Nobody's judging you on this show. Everyone's doing it their own way. There's a hundred ways to skin this cat and you don't want to be that cat. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it for our episode for this week. Absolutely unbelievable the amount of emails that we're getting but keep them coming to keep honey. them coming and trust me I'm going to get back to you I know that some people there's a, a bit of a delay but it's just because there's so many emails but also I'm trying to come up with a good solution not just a fast solution So, do you love this show do you really like it would you like it to continue 
Well, the best way to do that is to support us on patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad. This is, of course, an Irishman Abroad podcast, and it needs your support to continue. In return for signing up, you'll get extra length, Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid episodes, bonus episodes, and access to the full back catalogue and archive Irishman Abroad podcast, including interviews with some of the biggest Irish names ever to have lived including but there's also the running podcast which is amazing there's, there's a bunch of stuff over there go over and have a look just have a look for yourself just, 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 just take a little look <laughs> a fiver an expensive coffee each month in return you get all of that and this week Tina revisits the kid that wouldn't wear shoes has she figured out has this worked out you'll need to know the ending of what happens here and that's what we'll be doing for you each week is coming yeah. back with the strategies and maybe some extra juicy well, That's the nice stuff. thing about the show, though, Jar. I feel like we're really building relationships with these people who get in touch. And I love that they're, they feel like, even though I've never met these kids, I feel like I'm getting to know them because then the parents are updating me and letting me know them. We're able to twi- tweak yeah. the plan and get it, you know, really across the line. Well, yeah. Also, the is... community is amazing because last week we reached out. We asked people to get in touch for help and they got back. And, and I did. was able to pass on their yes. advice. Yes. So that was fabulous. Yes, so maybe you do hear a problem on the show and you think, I actually know somebody that can fix this or can help with this. Uh, please do get in touch. Honey, you are ruining our kid at gmail.com. If you're coming over to Patreon this week, thank you so much. We'll see you over there for the juicy good stuff. I am about to uh, ingest some salpidine to sort out this headache. Yeah. And hopefully I'll wake up in time for picking up Mikey from <laughs> school. And the parents down there will go, oh, that's... That's Jara's other dad. Tina seems to be <laughs> married to two men. <laughs> One wears basketball clothes in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And the other is super slick in the afternoon. <laughs> uh, Tina, thanks so much. There is no podcast without you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I love making this show with you. Thank you, Jerry. <laughs>